welcome to EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. My name is Trina Casey, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. I hope you are having and have had a blessed week. And let me tell you, it's been a crazy one. I know I've been watching the news. I've been staying ahead and, well, kind of feeling everything out, you know? One of the conversations I have about life and everything with my son is the concept of accountability. and. It is with my own personal experience and all the lives that, that of other people that I have witnessed that I've come to the very strong conclusion that accountability is one of the most important aspects of being a growth mindset driven person. There is so much blaming going on right now. And I spoke about it in the last episode, how fear takes us to a place of blaming others for that fear rather than to sit with it and to kind of just digest where it's coming from, the why, the the the, the ideal of why it's happening and how are you going to cope with it? So in this, this episode, I'm going to talk about accountability. I did cover this subject a little bit in season one, or uh, was it season two? I think it was season one, but I'm going to revisit it because something has just recently happened that I've been trying to explain to my son, because no matter what (laughs) we do as parents right now to try to protect or shield our children it's almost impossible unless you live in a cave on the mountaintop in a farm, no TV, you're Mormon, you're, you're different, uh, (laughs) Quaker, you know, but there's something that is happening in the world right now. That is a pretty good way to explain to your children why accountability is so important and to demonstrate when it's not being done. And I'm talking about the recent pullout from Afghanistan by the U.S. I'm not saying that this this war didn't need to end. And I'm not saying that it wasn't time. But I really believe that it should have been executed in a way that would have protected the people that were protecting the American troops. And truth be told... Many of the problems in that region have been caused by the United States' um, influence. I can go down the laundry list of things, but this is not what my podcast is really about, placing blame, but it is about emotional intelligence and how vital it is in order to shift how people interact, how we view the world, how we just are. As, as citizens with each other. And I really am heartbroken for those people in Afghanistan. And I want to kind of point out there's a lot of places that this is happening recently. And I'm just kind of curious, you know, with Yemen, with Israel, with a lot of countries, there's a big bully going around, bullying everybody. 
and taking zero accountability. So as far as Afghanistan goes, the Taliban was a created entity by the United States. They wanted uh, resources, they wanted power, they wanted to control the region for their reasons. And we, I don't need to get into great detail about that, but the point is, is that they wanted something and then they went about it in a way that created a monster. And that monster is called the Taliban. From what I'm told, they are extreme right type of um, terrorist group that basically wants to take all rights away from men, um, women, children, particularly women. Women are not allowed to have education because with with the Taliban and and then the um, current prime minister, or I think they call him president in in Afghanistan, just left his people. He hightailed it and just left them. And they took over the cities, uh, Afghanistan, without within hours. And the image that really broke my heart the most, that just like was crushing, is when that military ship was leaving and people were actually jumping onto the wings and the legs of the plane. So desperate to leave because they knew they were going to die. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners, this is not accountability by the United States. They have to do better. I know that plane was full of Afghans who could either afford or had the connections or whatever to get inside that plane of 600 plus people. But there's a whole country in shambles because of what our country, sorry, I can get a little emotional, did to them. And then, um, yeah, this is, this is heartbreaking. So my son is asking me the questions, but why, mom? Why won't the United States help these people? Why can't they help everybody? And, um, you know, it's a 20-plus year war, I explained, and it started. Excuse background noise as usual. I don't have a quiet place. That's about to change shortly. Yay. Uh, <laughs> but basically, the people... I explained to my son, sorry, got distracted. Um, um, I explained to my son that this is what happens when you cause a problem and you can't own it. You can't own it. And some would argue that they were there for that long because they were owning it, but not really. Infrastructure wasn't built in a way so that if the United States did leave, there would be people in power to continue to help protect the Afghans. That didn't happen. And so that's when I say, United States, you need to do better. I know that, you know, you've had this long time reputation and 
as an American citizen born and raised in this country, it's shameful. It's shameful. That's all I can say. There could have been tons of other ways to deal with this other than leaving people to die and be tortured. So explaining to my son why this happened, I used emotional intelligence. I asked him the questions, what would you feel if you had broken a glass window and the owner of that window came out and started yelling and screaming, you were with your friend. And the person thought it was your friend. For example, say your friend was a different color, a different race or different gender, whatever. They blamed them instead of you. And um, he said, well, I wouldn't let that happen. I said, well, there are people who get into a state of fear. And because that state of fear uh, is so powerful, they will start pointing the finger at other people rather than saying, yeah, I did that. I'm sorry. And let it be done. And now, how do I make amends? How do I fix this? How do I grow as a person? You know? Well, he asked, what if I didn't break it on purpose? Well, if you didn't break it on purpose, I told him, then you say, it was a mistake. I'm really sorry. And what can I do to make it better? This is the minimum of what people want to hear. When you have hurt them, when you have made a mistake, malicious or not, you have made a mistake. And the only way that you can actually learn from that mistake is to be accountable for it. If you dodge accountability because of fear, you will repeat the mistake. And I'm a, I'm a strong believer in karma. I'm telling you, my life experience has told me if I did wrong and I wasn't accountable for it, you know, the universe, God, whoever you want to call him, made sure to keep that in my head until I did. Made sure certain things weren't going to go smoothly until I did. In that moment, I recognized, ooh, I should have said sorry. I should have paid for that. I should have walked, shouldn't have walked away. Then all of a sudden things starts moving out again because I learned the lesson. And I explained to my son, you know, this is, this is a part of growing up to be the kind of person you want to see in the world. If somebody did that to you, it would be really, really painful. And, and I'll be honest, the structures of the United States and the European countries have been to gaslight and make the, the, the people who are the actual victims seem like they're wrong. I swear, this is the biggest gaslighting campaign of all time. And it needs to stop. And as citizens, we can stop it by really demanding and, and waking up ourselves to say, hey, this is not right. How am I going to help to fix this? How am I going to help to make this 
better so that I can be, become a better human being and because for other people, you know, we're all connected. It's a domino effect, people. Once you start working on you, you start treating people differently. And then all of a sudden, they start treating people differently. And it's how the mess started. It just started it on the, the selfish, self-serving, colonial, feudal, European side. But we have every way to to correct this but it's not going to happen until we start being accountable until we start saying you know what i didn't particularly i make if i made this mess i made this mess let's 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 fix it I, um but we have to clean up the mess together that's the thing and that's the hard part and, and it's really hard strangely enough for the person who, or the peoples who made the mess to be accountable because admitting that would make them have to be the person to do the most work. And to tell you the truth, that is 100% fair and accurate and should be done. And so I explained my son, you broke it. You say, I broke it. I broke that window back to the window analogy. How can I fix that? While the owner looks at you, and he's probably still angry, and you're probably shaking in your boots still a little bit, but you have just de-escalated the situation massively. You've just said, I'm sorry, and I did it. What can I do to fix it? Okay? And these are the type of conversations we need to start having more often instead of, I'm afraid to be wrong. Nobody in this planet, no matter anybody on this earth, this, this universe, this anywhere is perfect. We're all in this learning curve with each other, but some of us are having a harder time to learn. And some of us, and I will say the majority of those people are the people in power. They're not learning. It's just this cycle that keeps going around and around and around and around and not learning because that power and that money makes you even more scared. You know, more money, more problems. Um, that's, that's no joke. It's because you, when you have more money, you spend more money or you get the mentality that you can do whatever you want and you hurt more people and then people want to sue you and people want to do things to harm you and people don't want to act right. Mm -mm. You want something to change, but you don't change yourself. How arrogant is that? And it's not going to happen. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. It's one of the most painful things to look in the mirror and become self-aware and realize, damn it, I screwed up. I do it with my kid all the time. I don't necessarily tell him all the time. I don't need to burden him with that all the time. But I look at him and I go, but you know what I do right after that? I remember compassion. And I say to myself, how can I fix this? And sometimes that's a conversation. 
Sometimes that's just me doing my internal work and journaling about it. As a cognitive behavioral therapy coach, I highly recommend writing down daily the things that you did well, because we all do things well. We just beat ourselves up for the bad things or the not necessarily bad, the things that we didn't do as well. We do that. We, we ruminate. We focus on it too long. And then we just forget about all the successes. But see, when you focus on your successes, you're able to forgive yourself for your mistakes. And then you make actually make less of them. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> the more you focus on, okay, I did this and this and this. I'm going to correct it this and this this way because you need to know, you need to write a way to correct it. You can't just be mea culpa, you know, Hail Marys uh, or whatever. You know, you can't go just to your your priest and sit in the pulpit uh, and in, in the confession stand and just be like, forgive me. No, <clears throat> that has not worked, my religious people my religious friends that has not worked to solve the problems because look what happened with those children, Native American children in the schools. Thousands of bodies are being discovered. You see, you can't hide the dirty. It will always come to light. And it's painful. It's painful for all people when it does. But I'm hopeful that all of these things that are happening are actually the catalyst to make that internal shift for all of us. For you people listening to this podcast right now, if you are having a struggle right now, like so many people, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on all my platforms. This Real Life Books on Instagram has hyphens in between each word. Reach out to me on YouTube, I'm on all of the platforms. <laughs> and it's all this real life books. Uh, I just started Twitch. I don't know about this, but somebody recommended it. So I'm going to be on Twitch soon, setting all that up as of yesterday. So look for me on Twitch. It's uh, this real life C, but it's abbreviated. It's only in a letter. So it's T R L. BC. Follow me on Twitch. I, I don't have any content yet. It's all in the process. And and of course, I'm on TikTok. I, I've been a little bit more active on that one. And you know, I'm, I'm old school. I like to talk to people one-on-one -on -one in person and, and really connect. So I like to have a phone conversation. So if you want to schedule a phone conversation and consultation, go into thisreallifebooks.com and click the coaching tab. That'll send you straight to a scheduling calendar. And if you can't find a time, please just reach out to me via email, trina at thisreallifebooks.com. And I'll schedule something for us to, to get together. And of course, you know, continue to listen to the podcast. I try, I try to bring value to people's lives through emotional intelligence and its principles. Today, I am talking about self-awareness a bit and the accountability and compassion bit of it, but also our responsibility as a community, our social skills to help each other out. It's a travesty that we are not getting that. You know, the more we stand together, 
the stronger we are. It's all this division is on purpose. It's not, I don't even think it's our natural state of being. I think we're these beautiful vibrating light beings that have been in the dark for too long. We've been in the dark for too long. And the only way that we get out of that darkness is to stand together and to, to fully see who we are, what shining bright lights of love that we are and, and all of the intelligence, both emotional and, and academic that can come from that is astounding. We are due a time of renaissance. We're due. It's time to come out of this dark ages because that's where I feel like we are. I know we have technology. I know we have the internet and Wi-Fi, but there's something that feels heavy and oppressive and dark that I know is not our natural state of being. I tell my child all the time, so son, you are a being of light and love. And as long as you remember that and you love yourself, you'll be okay. Because nobody's going to be able to touch that light. But as soon as you start being dark and angry and aggressive and, and vengeful and mean towards people, you become unconscious. You lack your self-awareness. And, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate and I'm very grateful that my son is a doctor. And he talks to me and he expresses his emotions openly. And I, I would be really sad if he didn't since I'm an emotional intelligence coach. But, you know, I have to balance that out. Sometimes I have to just be mom. And being just mom is sometimes just enough. So remember that, folks. You out here listening to that podcast, sometimes just being mom or dad is enough as long as it's done with with love. So anyways, how we can solve this problem with Afghan US, please take accountability. You pulled out. I know it's been a long time, but you need to be accountable for the mess that you made. And at least at minimum, bring Afghan people to the US so that they can survive or they can actually contribute we got smart people. We got smart people all over the world. Open up those borders again. Uh, I know COVID makes it harder. I know COVID makes it scarier, but the Western countries all over the world, it need to, uh, more developed countries, excuse me, and Western need to, to take accountability for the issues that they have caused in other countries all over the world. Sorry for that. <laughs> Can't escape it. Anyways, I truly do hope that you have a beautiful day and full of love and full of grace. Have grace for yourself today and, you know, reach out if you, you need some support at thisreallifebooks.com and don't forget the children's books. I, we revisit books all the time that sort of bring us back to balance and my books galaxies well and my books i love pink a trans tale and leo the technicolor panther which is the collaborative book that i did with my writing class oh don't let me forget 
The writing class that I am starting in September is Mindful Storytellers. It's a class I do with children and I do with adults. It depends on how many people sign up. Basically, I teach, take you through the five principles of emotional intelligence and we write a collaborative story with people within the class. It's of course online right now, but it, it doesn't really change the fabric too much. It's still very beautiful. It's still very uplifting. We develop our characters together. We, we develop storyline together. And of course I am your copywriter and guide. So I help pull that story together in one cohesive, coherent adventure. And let me tell you, people love this class. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much positive feedback you can read about it on uh, this real life books.com. Click uh, mindful storytellers and learn about it. Sign up. The more people sign up, well, the more uh, classes we can have and flexibility. I try to keep it to five to seven people per class. So we could be doing this, you know, uh, it's once a week. It's really fun. So anyways, that's, that's, that's the last bit of that. We start in September, September 1st. So come on, make sure you sign up before then and uh, tell all your friends and family. I have classes from 10 to, to 15, 15 to 18 and then 18 and up. And that's the adult classes. Okay. Anyways, you have a wonderful rest of your day. May it be blessed. May it be joyful. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye.